When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Marriage Therapy Radio. This is Zach Brittle. I am here with my friend and colleague, Laura Heck. Today on the episode, we are talking about something that comes up quite a bit in our offices. It's this idea of how do you know when a relationship that you're in with someone else is just not healthy, not good for the relationship? Um, and what do you do about the insecurities and jealousies that rise up um, between partners when there's maybe a third person creeping in? It's a topic that I actually really love talking about. Love talking about it with Laura. Love talking about it with clients. And I hope you'll enjoy it too. Thanks. Good morning, Salt Lake City. Laura Heck. <laughs> Good morning. We showed um, we showed our kids that movie, Good Morning Vietnam. They hated it. I don't blame them. Show it to them in 10 more years. Except that we always, the reason we showed it to them is because we were running, walking around all summer going, it's hot. Damn hot. So hot. I saw one of those little <laughs> men in the orange robes bursting into flames. My kids were like, what are you talking about? And um, so we showed them basically just Wait, Robin Williams. Is that, is that the, oh, Robin Williams. I'm thinking of a movie that has like, um, it's like, oh, you know what? It doesn't even matter because I can't, I won't be able to remember it, but it's like a Vietnam movie yeah. and it has Robert Downey Jr. in it. Oh, and Apocalypse Robert, Now or something or Full Metal Jacket or something. Some You just named two movies that it's definitely not. <laughs> Anyway, we showed them a, we showed them the funny Vietnam movie. Okay, fair yeah. enough. I'm going to send you a link later today. If you know what I'm talking about with Robert Downey Jr. and he dyes his skin black for the movie. Oh, I mean, that's like Tropical you know, Thunder or something. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. we're on the same page. Tropical Thunder. Yeah. Um, that movie yeah. was so terrible. <sighs> okay, I have to tell you. So my best friend just left. Um, she came down to visit for four days and she brought her two kids with her, a four-year-old and a one-year-old. And I I love my best friend to pieces. I am mm-hmm. so glad to see her go. <laughs> and I, I, if she, if you're listening to this podcast, you know what I'm talking about? Like her kid was literally like, and this is my godson. He's like, I'm so happy to go home. I'm like, me too, babe. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> love it. It's love just, it. it's so hard to have people in your space. Even, even though we have an, a full apartment for people to stay in, it's just yeah. very difficult to just change your routine. And, um, Man, I think two days is my limit. That's I just got my, all I have. I just got my space back. We had a roommate all summer who lived in our um, in our backyard apartment. It's not really an apartment; it's <gasps> more like a room. And uh, in your in your room, your little birdhouse, bird yeah. cage, yeah. the birdhouse. Yeah. yeah. And now she's gone, uh, and that means I get to go back there and hang out and not be around awesome. anybody ever. <laughs> it's really it's a little unfortunate just because the weather's starting to turn in Seattle, and that's you know the best time I'm guessing be- to be back there is going to be summer and spring and Anytime. fall. My floors really? are, I have heated floors in there. Oh, <laughs> such a man cave. I know, I know. Such a man cave. Speaking of man stuff, you know what I did? I changed the faucet in my kitchen. Okay. I don't do that That's, stuff. I have I, a handyman. I have a handyman and um, uh-huh. I call him all the time because I don't like to do this stuff. But this weekend mm-hmm. I decided, you know what? I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to do it myself. And he probably could have done it in like, I don't know, half hour. It took me maybe seven 
That's awesome. <laughs> That's so good. Now, every time you use the faucet, you're going to be like, oh, Rebecca, yeah. look at how well this is working. <laughs> I know. You see my bulging bicep? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. My husband is not, um, he's handy when he wants to be, but his solution for most things is to throw money at it. And yeah, I'm um, okay. I'm okay with that. Like I said, I, 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 I have found out a long time ago that I would rather, it costs me more pain and anguish than cash. <laughs> To try and fix something I don't know how to fix. So I call Bernie. Bernie's my handyman. Bernie. We have Harry. Harry the handyman. He's my Facebook friend too. Do you know what the name yeah. of his business is? Just call uh, Bernie. Okay. <laughs> I. You seem pretty happy about that. I, I love it. The, I'm like, I'm just going right. to call Bernie and he just fixes just my stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. Well, here's what we have. We have a listener question that kind of dro- drove today's topic. And I really like this topic. Because um, let me see if I can just kind of read a little bit. Uh, You know what? I'm going to paraphrase. Essentially, this woman's been married to her husband for a little while. And she says uh, she basically dealt with some jealousy issues. She didn't say jealousy, but she calls it insecurities. Um, Insecurities with her husband around female friends. So husband had a lot of female friends when they got together, started dating. Um, They had a history of infidelity on her behalf about three years ago. She's the one. She's She's the, the she was the betrayer. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, um, and now husband has a female friend, uh, at work or whatever, someone that's in his life. And she just kind of doesn't feel comfortable around it. And I will say this woman also is post maternity, maternal post maternity, post postpartum, not good. Thank you. (laughs) She's postpartum. She has a young, a young one at home. And for those women who have gone through that, there are some things that happen with your own level of insecurity and comfortableness with your own body. And so that's affecting her as well. And I really wanted to talk about this because I think it's just such an important topic as far as having those other people in your life that make you feel a little uncomfortable. Like sometimes you just have that gut instinct that there's someone in your partner's life that just kind of makes your skin crawl a little bit, makes Mm -hmm. your stomach uneasy, makes you insecure for whatever reason. You're jealous. And I I love this topic. I think it's an important one to talk about. Not just with us, but I think it's an important topic for this woman to talk to her husband about. Yeah. It's certainly not something to keep, keep a secret. Yeah. Um, so, there's so many yeah. layers to it too. I think there's, um, it, it's hard to know where to start, but part of what my brain is doing is thinking about a client that came in the other day <clears throat> and he might, he might as well have been this woman's husband because he's, he is aware of a friendship that he has at work that is not that, that his wife doesn't like. Um, and, mm-hmm. and he's, he's confused about it. He's conflicted about you know, whether or not he's done anything wrong and what's the deal. And Mm. so there's lots of layers. I'd want to like come at it from a couple different sides, I suppose. Mm. Well, um, if he's confused, I think the first thing to acknowledge is the fact that she feels uneasy about it. Yeah. And I will say that oftentimes as females, we kind of get labeled as insecure, jealous creatures. And it's, and I'm just going to speak from this point of view there's almost this feeling or sensation like we need to argue away our instinct, our natural mm. instinct or our gut feeling mm-hmm. of 
um, this doesn't feel right to me. And I think that we shouldn't. I think that we should pay attention to whatever is making us feel insecure, whatever is um, that strange feeling of, you know what, I'm okay with him with all these other women in his life, but this one woman in particular, I get kind of insecure around. And that's where, yeah, go ahead. Well, I just think that we as women need to not argue. I mean, we're born with these instincts for a reason and we need to listen to them. Yeah. And and I think yeah. I'd probably be more um scientific about it. I think just like you said, let's say there's let's say there's 10 women in the, in the portfolio of his life and that this one woman she doesn't she doesn't fit. She makes him makes her feel makes the wife feel uneasy. I would want to mm-hmm. understand like what what is the the characteristic that exists for her that doesn't exist for the other nine. And it might be that Mm -hmm. one of them is a 10 year old and it might be that one of them is a, is an 85 year old. And it might be that one of them is, um, you know, his actual mother. And, and, and yet, so we can sometimes shave off the ones that don't make any sense at all, but what is it that's present in this relationship that is not present in the ones that don't, that don't make her uneasy, you know, because I think that piece of data is important for him. It's important mm-hmm. for him to understand that because he might be able to go, what's the big deal? I've got lots of women friends. Yeah, but one of them yeah. is 10 years old and one of them is 85 years old and one of them is your mom. <laughs> you know, like yeah. this one is yeah. different because because what? I wonder what it is that it, that she's attaching mm-hmm. that instinct to. Yeah. The way that Shirley Glass would define that is this notion that um, it's when there, there's someone present who could be perceived as an alternative to the spouse. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the 85 year old is not an alternative. The 10 year old is not right. an alternative. The mom is not an alternative. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes the mom is. That's actually kind of weird itself. But um, <laughs> but <laughs> stay on track. Don't go down that. Don't go down that lane. Oh, man. I, yeah. I, I have this uh, just real quick. I've got this one client oh, who's, no. who's oh, who no. is definitely the, the mom is the other woman in their marriage. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard. But anyway, the, probably the thing that makes her uneasy is some some confirmation that there's that this coworker is is an alternative to me sure yeah and it might be that the coworker is attractive and has the body that she had before she gave birth mm. or it might be that she um hears stories about her husband going out to lunch with this woman and it started out where they were going out to lunch in a group and now they're just sort of well now she's my buddy and we talk about things and yeah. you know she's starting to hear that they are, you know, spending more and more time alone. So uh, that would make me uneasy. And I would want to know what what that's all about. But I guess in in this sense, I would not want it to be a private conversation or something where she holds it inside and she just feels insecure and uneasy alone. I think it needs to be a conversation with the husband of I'm feeling this way and in a non-blaming way, but curious, like, why would, why would I be feeling this way about this woman? And how can we help me to feel more secure in this relationship? And it might mean that they get, they get together, like the husband and wife get together with this work woman and her partner and invite them over and they take the mystery out of it because right now it might be sort of a secret private relationship and taking that mystery out of it and making it less private, making it more inclusive of the entire family might make her feel better. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is a good, uh, I think it's worth noting that you, your French, my friendship with you started out in that way. We were doing a lot of group stuff, um, often in a collaborative counseling setting. And then we ended up, um, having some lunches, maybe some happy hours. And, and, and Rebecca was kind of like, I'm not so sure. And the way that, 
And the way that we skirted that was, A, we kind of pull, pulled back on that alone time. And B, we mm -hmm. made sure that uh, you met Rebecca, that I met Ryan, that we integrated yeah. into our families. We started to care about each other's kids. And, and, mm -hmm. and essentially, we have become um, what, again, Shirley Glass would call friends of the marriage. Like, I'm a friend of right. your marriage. You're a friend of my marriage. Mm -hmm. And everybody knows that. So yeah. the thing that I was talking to this client that came into my office, who is again, got this relationship at work. I said to him, I said, did you ever think, oh, this cool friend that I have at work, I should, I should invite her over, her and her husband over, and we should get mm -hmm. to know each other because there's a lot in common. Mm -hmm. He was like, no, I never thought that. And I was like, well, there's, that's a piece of information. That's a piece, because mm -hmm. he was, he wasn't sure if he had crossed any lines. And I said, you might not have crossed any lines, but you definitely protected some, you know, you definitely yeah. protected this relationship with this woman. Um, yeah. And so when your wife feels like you're protecting that relationship, sure, she's going to feel uneasy. She might even feel betrayed. So is it notable to say that in this in this situation, let's just say the scenario plays out where she says, husband, this relationship with this woman makes me feel uncomfortable. Here are some of the reasons why. And husband gets defensive and he starts to protect the relationship and say, one, there's nothing going on here. Mm -hmm. Two, you're just insecure because of your own insecurities, whatever he might have to say. But he gets defensive. Is it would would you dare say as a therapist that there is nothing that would keep him or should keep him from if she was to say, I need you to cut this relationship off or I need you to make some really big boundaries in order to help me feel safer or more safe? Is there anything that you would say like, nope, he shouldn't have to do that? Like, would you defend that? Because in my eyes, I think that any relationship that is putting your own relationship in jeopardy is not as important. Just. Yeah, I mean, I certainly wouldn't be like, nope, he doesn't have to do that. But I would want to massage it a little bit. Right. I would want to. Totally. I would want to understand what's really happening, um, mm -hmm. whether or not there's a there's a there's a concern whether or not there's a way out that's not like that is like hey why don't you just have them over why don't you have these people over and get to know them why not maybe this is yeah. going to be your best friends in the future um mm -hmm. i don't you know I, I certainly think that if she's uncomfortable and the relationship is getting in the way of their trust then something mm -hmm. something has to be done um right and anything that he does say in this case to to not acknowledge her her feelings or not have empathy about it is only going to diminish trust. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I will, I will tell you, I had, um, <clears throat> I had a couple in the past and such a game changing thing in their relationship was deciding finally to kick somebody out of, out of the, they kind of had a trio going on and mm. it was, it was not healthy for the relationship. It was sort of a best friend situation where, it was best friend of wife and it was a man and husband was jealous and it it was literally rocking their relationship mm. for ooh, maybe three years. And mm. finally, I just said, great, whenever you're ready to say I can't be in this friendship with you any longer because it's affecting my marriage, then you will be committing to your husband. And that was the game changer. That's when everything changed for that mm. relationship, when she mm. finally was able to say, I, I love you as a friend, but I cannot have you in my life any, any longer. Yeah. And it's been, wow. I mean, just such a, so there might be, I guess, just as a question for our listeners, is there anyone in your life right now that you've been holding on to that you have been 
keeping in your life that you know the boundaries have been blurred. Um, maybe you have a feeling of guilt uh, that you probably just need to say this isn't worth it. It's getting in the middle of me connecting with my partner. Maybe it's time to say goodbye to this person in your life. Maybe not goodbye forever, but goodbye for now until you can reevaluate your boundaries. Yeah. Certainly an easy place to do that, even if they're not in your like day-to-day life. I think that with you know the advent of social media, that seems to be pretty mm. pretty easy to do to reconnect with um, nostalgic friends or um, kind of hang on to people or even flirt in different kinds of ways that feel really yeah. benign, but um, but that may also represent this this um, this need that you're feeling. I actually think that's part of the question too. Like if you find yourself in a relationship that you're that you're tempted to protect you know, uh, other than with your spouse, it's worth saying, what does this relationship give? What do I get from this one? Mm-hmm. What do I, what do I get here that I'm not getting over there? Um, and it may be true that you don't, you can't get it from your spouse. You don't get it from your spouse, but it, but it may also mean that you can't, you can live without it. Um, particularly if totally. it's in the way. So I think that, um, some, this is always, it, it's never just black and white. I think, I think there's always a, a complicated answer to what am I getting over here? that I'm not getting over there. Um, mm-hmm. And that's data. That's just, that's important data that we need to figure out how to either bring back into the marriage or grieve that you're going to have to kind of lose that, you know? Right. Um, you don't get, yeah. you don't get to have that also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just thinking in particular about uh, significant others where they really have a hard time kind of like playing together. Mm. And we've talked about play and, yeah. and I think we'll talk more about play in the future. And so each partner has found somebody else to play with in the ways that they like to play. Mm -hmm. One person loves to do sort of outdoor extreme sports. And so they have found that other person. And, um, And it was a conversation that the two of them had that was really, really detailed in the sense of, I understand that you're going to be playing and engaging with somebody else. And it's okay if it's somebody of the sex that you're attracted to, but I don't want this to be something that you do all by yourself in private. So one of the arrangements that they have is they kind of have like the Saturday play day where they both go and do something different. He goes into the mountains and goes snowboarding with his friend um, who is a female. And then she goes and she does something else. And then they all meet up together Mm. for lunch. Mm. And that has been just an arrangement where they've been able to keep the boundaries really clear, communication open. And it's just been a really like lovely way for them to play and still feel connected, even though they're doing this with other people. Yeah. Um, I think it's an arrangement. It's also an agreement. I think that's the thing. Like as a Mm. therapist, often, um, well, as a person, I guess, I'm tempted to have a strong opinion about what the boundary might be for me and Rebecca. But then, sure. but then as a therapist, I don't, I don't prescribe that boundary. Um, the, what's most important mm-hmm. is that the, that the couple agree about the boundary that they are setting with yeah. one another. Um, not that mm-hmm. they, not that they establish my boundary that I have or that you guys have or whatever. Um, right. So I think that's an important piece yeah. to recognize. I've absolutely, I have never, ever agreed um, with this whole notion that sort of in heterosexual relationships that men and women cannot be friends um, because oh, that's a very firm boundary. <laughs> it's are you a firm saying? Boundary. Are you saying I'm your friend? Mm, I don't actually think I said that at all. I. But you said mm-hmm. we can be friends. We're friends. There's a possibility that there could be a friendship. <laughs> Way to jump to conclusions. Yeah. wasn't Wasn't ready to dish out any compliments just yet. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. Well, let's let's uh, wrap this up. And if you have any <laughs> topics that you want to send to us, um, email me at info at forbetter.us. It's F-O-R-B-E-T-T-E-R dot us. And we'll tackle whatever you want to throw at us. And if you want to make one of us blush, cool. I'm down. One of us blush. All right. Yeah. I like to talk about topics that make me blush a little bit. The, the hard ones are good. Okay. Was this one hard? No, not at all. All right, That's cool. why I was like, send me some, send me something hard. <laughs> right on. <laughs> right on. <laughs> All right. Adios. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Hey, if you're looking for a marriage retreat to be able to reconnect with your partner after a busy summer, I've got a couple of dates coming up for you and two different locations. I will be here in Salt Lake City, Utah on October 19th and 20th with my friend Nate Bagley. And we will be presenting the seven principles for making marriage work. If you're interested in signing up, you can go to utahdatenight.com. And again, as always, Zach and I will be presenting the seven principles for making marriage work, a marriage retreat in Seattle, Washington on November 9th and 10th. And you can register by going to marriagetherapyradio.com. Thanks so much for dedicating your time and attention to making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.